A lot of these people coming home, they had no idea how much coffee they drank because they were drinking in the office, you know, at the cafe. And suddenly they had to go, how much coffee do I use a day? And so we kind of built out this process to really help people understand what their consumption looked like and to make them feel secure that they were going to get their coffee on time and freshly roasted. Welcome to Learn with Shopify. I'm Shuang Esther Shan. Last week, we chatted with Lose Taitong, the founder of Propeller Coffee, a coffee roastery based in Toronto, and we talked about its origin and expansion journey. This week, we are talking with Aaron Zach, the VP of Sales, Marketing, and Strategic Projects to learn how Propeller Coffee segments their business, got its initial set of online customers, and the strategies behind email marketing. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Tell us about the journey of moving Propeller's sales channel to Shopify. Absolutely. We were originally on a bespoke market platform that was kind of PHP-based, and it was custom-built for us. And that was something we were running on up until the fall of 2019. We made a decision at that time to transition to Shopify, and it was absolutely the best decision we ever made with respect to our e-commerce platform. Obviously, pandemic hit in 2020. And we saw a huge portion of our revenues disappear because we were primarily operating with wholesale clients. And at that time, we had transitioned those wholesale clients to the Shopify platform. So what we did is we quickly moved our e-commerce over. And at the time, our e-commerce was tiny. You know, we were doing maybe a few orders a week in e-commerce from really dedicated people. We were doing most of our business through our brick and mortar for our retail-facing sales. But then that quickly shifted and we were doing upwards of 2,000 orders a week for e-commerce. And let me tell you, it's a very big difference from an operational standpoint to pack 200 big wholesale orders or 2,000 much smaller <laughs> e-commerce orders, both for the production team, for the logistics, for the packaging, for the data. Everything changed. So speaking of your online store, how did you initially tell your customers that you do have an online store? And also, how did you drive traffic to the site? Absolutely. So many of our customers were already aware that we had a website but they weren't aware that we had an online store. So early on, we made the decision to do a rebrand of the website, really to focus on presenting that e-commerce platform and that customer journey in a clear and concise way for them. And many of these people, to contextualize it, were people who had been coming into our store. So for them, the customer journey online with Propeller was a totally new experience. We made a large effort to look at UX and customer journey and product lifecycle for customers and really build something that spoke to our customer base in a way that was simple and easy and most importantly, got them their coffee quickly. Aside from the organic traffic of existing customers, did you do any campaigns or paid social ads to open the business up to an additional audience? We focused heavily in 2021 in digital advertising. In the earlier portion of it, originally we had had our storefront for our wholesale and our e-commerce to be one storefront. We made the decision to split that up so that we could really focus on digital advertising on our e-commerce direct-to-consumer platform and channel. We focused mostly what you would expect in digital advertising, serving those ads on major platforms through Meta, from Facebook and Instagram, YouTube with Google, Google AdWords, the whole suite. We even worked with digital marketing firms to produce that. But when iOS 14 came out and we saw a major shift in how consumers were being served ads, we saw that and we consciously made a decision before kind of that, what I call a digital like advertising crash, to shift to really utilizing Shopify's email marketing capabilities. And we haven't looked back since. 
Gotcha. So more relationship building through email versus using social ads as much as before. Absolutely. During the pandemic, we saw a huge influx of customers coming to Propeller who in the past, they were maybe people who worked in downtown Toronto, downtown Vancouver, and they got their coffee from, uh, you know, coffee shops in their financial districts. And suddenly they were at home and they had to make coffee for the first time. So we recognized that there was a whole new group of consumers that we wanted to speak to. And we use Shopify Mail to do that. We spoke on topics of education, on learning more about products. And the big focus for us is always about creating accessibility. And we used not only Shopify Mail's capabilities for that, but the customer segmentation tool as well to really speak to people on their terms. So understanding their purchasing patterns and also their usage behavior. And a big part of it is that you guys started to make content that's not talking about products per se, but it's more about educating customers about how to brew coffee or how to prepare coffee. We were creating this content specifically because at the end of the day, you know, you have a farmer who's spending years honing their craft and growing um, coffee. You have importers who are learning about it and bringing it in. You have processors, you have roasters like us. But at the end of the day, it's the last few minutes that that coffee is brewed that gives kind of the entire, it's the crescendo of that entire multi-year process. And it's what the consumer remembers. So we were so focused on making sure that the consumer, these people at home, could make great coffee. That was the first and foremost goal because if at the end of the day, if you're buying our coffee, but it doesn't taste good, you're not having a great experience. And you're also not going to repeat purchase or continue the relationship with Propeller. Exactly. Speaking of purchasing behavior, you guys also launched a subscription business. Tell us a little bit about analyzing data and launching the subscription. Yeah, we launched subscriptions because we saw there was a, you know, a gap, not only in our consumer base, but in the market for a really holistic subscription experience. And what I mean by that is a subscription service that was customizable. We looked at many, many other roasters and they were kind of constrained a lot by the e-commerce platforms they were using and the tools they had available to them. But we were able to look at the app market and look at our partner Recharge on the Shopify platform. And we were able to build a really, really customizable but simple to use interface for people. And that basically let people create subscriptions that were tailored to what they were looking for in terms of their frequency, in terms of the product mix that they had there. And really, we saw kind of an explosion in terms of the customer adoption, because what I think from a behavior standpoint was that there was a lot of concern about having coffee at home. Again, a lot of these people coming home, they had no idea how much coffee they drank because they were drinking in the office, you know, at the cafe. And suddenly they had to go, well, how much coffee do I use a day? I don't know. And so we kind of built out this process. And again, with these education pieces to really help people understand what their consumption looked like and to make them feel secure that they were going to get their coffee on time and freshly roasted. So speaking of Recharge, it's one of the apps that you guys have uh, utilized to ensure that you can charge customers for the subscription. Tell us about other apps and tools that have really helped to enhance and customize your Shopify store. Some of the apps and tools that we're using on the Shopify platform from the App Store that are absolutely critical to how we do business, both on the wholesale and the retail platforms, are apps. One of our favorites is actually Parcelify, and they're local Canadians from London, Ontario. A little shout out for them. They've been instrumental in helping us parse shipping rates and present custom shipping rates, both to our wholesale partners and to our retail customers. And so, for example, one great thing that we use with that is we produce cold brew. We have this incredible can nitro cold brew, but we don't pasteurize it. It's all micron chill filtered. 
but that also means it has to be refrigerated. So they help us present that product to people in Toronto and the GTA, but maybe not across Canada or into the United States. So there's a partner there who we've been using since day one on the platform who has been absolutely phenomenal. We also love Carbon Neutral Club. Carbon Neutral Club is a tech-driven company that gives back to consumers by helping the environment. They basically allow people to sign up for memberships and then many different businesses and Shopify merchants can give them discounts. And so we use the Carbon Neutral Club app to basically integrate their platform with Shopify's platform to give instant discounts to their members. And it's been, we've seen fantastic adoption of that. And also it's very important for us as a company focused on sustainability to work with other innovators and companies that are also focused in that, in that arena. A lot about the apps is enhancing and iterating your website. I wanted to ask about starting 2020 versus now, what kind of iterative steps you've taken that you feel like has really enhanced the purchasing journey online for your customers? So we use a, a host of apps. One other one we use is Hotjar, just to kind of understand the customer journey on our website and really dig into our UX. And the insights that we get from that have allowed us to do a complete redesign of our website's UX and UI so that we really are able to present customers with a streamlined experience. We realized that we needed to, from this data, streamline the customer journey and really simplify things like our navigation menu, stripping them down. We used to have maybe nine different navs. We have mm. one that only has three subcategories. And then you can dig deeper and deeper if you want to, but we realized there was so much stuff that we wanted to tell a story about that we could tell in a much simpler way. So we used, again, Hotjar and a couple other tools to get the data to create a more streamlined experience for our consumers, and the results have been fantastic. We see much higher conversions. We're actually sitting in probably the upper band in our industry, in our market, for conversions in terms of conversions to sessions. And we're seeing the time, the amount of abandoned carts reducing. We're seeing the time from the purchase decision is getting smaller and smaller. So people are coming to the site, they're quickly finding what they need, they're looking at new products, and they're making a purchase decision. And a lot of that is also understanding what customers want in adjacent to coffee. I see that there's a lot of expansion into merchandise and brew gear. So how did you go about determining how to expand the product offering online as well? We're really fortunate to have an incredible team at Propeller with a huge depth of experience, not only obviously in coffee roasting, but in parallel things like gear. Uh, so we were able to have a great foothold into what is good gear in terms of like, you know, brewers and filters. But then also, again, we filtered that through the lens of, is it accessible from a price point? Is it a quality made product? And also, are we going to be able to supply this continuously? I mean, it's not as big a problem anymore, but for the last two years, supply chains in coffee have been definitely strained. So, you know, there were situations where we would find an incredible piece of equipment. Uh, we would promote it. We would bring it in and then we wouldn't be able to get it again for 18 months. Um, so we worked really closely with our vendors and our suppliers and the manufacturers to find products that we knew we could stock that met that criteria of quality and accessibility. And they were also sustainable and that we stood behind to kind of create a streamlined experience of here's our favorite pour over unit. Here's our favorite handheld grinder. Here's our favorite electric grinder. Here's our favorite drip brewer. And we kind of kept it to only a couple products per category to keep it simple but to not allow enough of a mix that no matter your brewing style or what kind of setup you have at home, you would get something great. So I think the subscription business really helped with reoccurring income for Propeller. And then the gear and the additional merchandise really helped with expanding the cart value. Are there any other strategic projects that you felt like really helped expand the business as well? 
Yes, absolutely. One of the biggest things that consumers don't really see, but happens behind the scenes, is ensuring fast and speedy shipping. One thing that we've always been the top of our minds, and I think it's a something that you see, especially in coffee, uh, is getting products to consumers on time. Everybody wants what they've ordered right away. But if your t-shirt's coming late, not a big deal. If your coffee's late, it's kind of a giant deal for you. So we were always felt we were under a lot of pressure to get coffee that was freshly roasted to consumers on time and within the time frame they wanted. So we've leveraged a lot of technology in the back end to help do that. And also just relationships, you know, through the Shopify platform, we work with a local shipping aggregator called eShipper that's integrated with Shopify. Well, again, we're using Parcelify to present rates. And then we're also working with carriers and going out to them and, and negotiating those rates uh, based on our volumes to really dial in that shipping so that there's value for everyone involved and products are getting where they need to be on time. So we talked about how moving online and building out e-commerce was a major milestone for a propeller. But within that milestone, what do you think are some of the key moments that really helped you guys, you know, perfect e-commerce or really help to enhance the business overall? Some of the things that we've done over the past two years, we've done a lot. <laughs> we've learned a lot. We've made a lot of mistakes, but we also had a lot of good ideas. Definitely the things that stand out to me are Launching subscriptions and creating the user experience flow for subscriptions was huge. Again, that flow that we have that walks our consumers through the entire process step-by-step step and helps them make selections was something we never saw before. That really helped create subscription adoption. On the user experience side and the customer journey, streamlining our UX and really making it simple and accessible was a huge benefit to us and allowed a lot of consumers who are new to especially coffee and maybe intimidated by the choice out there in the world to feel safe and secure and feel like they were making a good informed choice. And then alongside that, presenting all of our educational information and recommending products where those are the kind of the key milestones of integrating that media into our website and showing people in a way that was straightforward, quick, and they could make a decision. Mm -hmm. And looking forward, what are some marketing strategies or things that you want to improve for Propeller's online store? One of our new features we've launched is loyalty. That's a big focus for us in 2022. We are focused on simultaneously improving lifetime value and AOV, and we see loyalty as a great way to do that. We've launched the loyalty program in partnership with Smile, and we're continuing to build that out and kind of create opportunities for consumers to really see value in it. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, there's the, obviously we're following all the, the great hits of, you know, spend, make a purchase and get points, but we want to build out kind of these experiential moments of, how can we have a loyalty program do more? And so we're going to be working on kind of in the moment email marketing opportunities for people to cash in maybe double points or earn double points that week, but also special things for people who maybe for cashing in points on non-monetary experiences, one-on-one um, -on -one barista training with our team, access to products before they launch or things like that. So basically turning loyalty into an experiential marketing opportunity is a big thing for us in 2022. I also see a lot of echo from your other initiatives. You're really trying to customize it, like similar to your subscription. You're trying to make the loyalty program also very customizable. Yeah, customizable at scale is what mm -hmm. our goal is here. I think what we've learned is that customization is fantastic as long as it lines up at scale. So it's customization within parameters is how I would like to look at it. So, you know, being able to change the product mix on the fly 
And then we, what we do basically is we look at that inside a framework where we know that, for example, all of these orders go to our production team at the right time, at the same time, on the same day, and the same every week. So they're getting their data they need to do their job. But at the same time, we're communicating with our customers so that they can make changes when they need to and everything comes out on time. So coffee is very ritual based and a lot of your existing customers moved with you online. But I think in order to get a new audience, you really have to get them during a big sales period. So can you tell us about your experience with Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Absolutely. We experienced Black Friday, Cyber Monday in 2020 and in 2021. But the big difference between those two years for us was exactly as you said, how we approached these new opportunities for new customers. Throughout 2020 and into 2021, we saw lots of uh, engagement with the site but maybe not as many conversions, not as much purchasing. And so we said to ourselves in 2021, let's be ready for Black Friday, Cyber Monday this year, and let's really utilize Shopify's email marketing platform to capture some new consumers. So we launched a series of newsletters timed directly to new consumers who might make a purchase in that period. And a lot of great offers for everybody. Obviously, it's a, it's a great sale period for many, many retailers. But we were really looking to say, hey, how do we get these people to make a purchase decision with us and, and then come on to Repeller? Because we've always known that we have a great return purchase rate with our consumers and they love our coffee. So how do we get these people on here? Black Friday, Cyber Monday 2021 was an opportunity we took. So we launched a series of email marketing campaigns using a mixture of product offering, discount and urgency. Uh, and the results were incredible. Uh, between the difference between 2020 and 2021 for that period was a 301% increase year over year in revs. Amazing. It was busy. <laughs> and a lot of that is like understanding who your customers are and how they differentiate from each other because coffee is so personal. So tell us about like profiling and segmenting the different customers. So we look at customer segmentation analysis in terms of product mix, purchase rate, AOV, LTV, and also abandoned cart rate um, to look at really an understanding of how are people making purchases or not. And one key area for us in that is also speaking to people who live within the GTA, the greater Toronto area, differently than people in other areas because we have to talk about different shipping times. So a huge thing for us and also different product mix in those shipping regions. We talked previously about using different apps to show different uh, shipping rates. And that's a huge thing even in customer segmentation is what products can you offer and how fast can you get them to a consumer? So we were able to use customer segmentation to present products and shipping rates and offers to different consumers in different areas, but also with different product mixes and purchase rates. And the end result of doing that after, after several months was seeing a consistent 175% increase in email marketing conversion. Wow. And that's a channel that you own yourself. So you have much more ownership and just agency to kind of communicate to the customers versus investing in social ads. So that's really great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's great. And exactly as you said, we, we own that channel. We own that voice. We can speak to our customers in a consistent voice. And also, it's a great platform to use because Shopify makes it so simple to create really nice looking newsletters. Amazing. And then lastly, I wanted to ask about your existing marketing mix, because um, I think it changed a lot with going online, the iOS update. So how is the breakdown looking now? And where is it more like impactful that you're investing in? Right now, our product mix looks wildly different than it did even a year ago. Again, iOS 14 really caused us to shift our spend away from certain parts of digital advertising, digital marketing, 
we're still definitely invested in that category, just more strategically in the sense of AdWords and things like that. But we're looking more on using that marketing budget to produce content that speaks to our customers, you know, more education, more opportunities through email marketing to speak to them, um, and then greater opportunities to, you know, tell them about experiential marketing opportunities in the moment is going to be the next step of quick on the fly communication on a more unique level with each person. Amazing. Well, I feel like there's so much great takeaways. Thanks for being here today, Aaron. Thanks for having me. All right. That was Aaron Zach, the VP of Sales, Marketing and Strategic Projects at Propeller Coffee.